This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Hi, everybody, and welcome to the Dr. Psych Mom Show. Uh, thanks for subscribing if you have, and if you have not, please take the time right now to click on the subscribe link in the description of this episode. I just put out, um, or I'm going to put out a very good bonus episode on fantasy responses and how that impedes communication when there is a disparity between what somebody wants to hear in a relationship and then what they hear. So um, definitely check that out. Actually, that is going to have been the episode right before this one when I end up putting things out, actually. So check that out on all of my other bonus episodes, which you only get if you're a subscriber. Now, today I have a treat. I have a voice message from a listener which is my favorite thing so if anybody wants to go on the anchor app and record me a question those are always fun for me to answer and it's fun for people to hear the actual question from the listener's actual mouth so let's listen to that hi i am a subscriber and a loyal listener to your podcast um thank you so much for putting out such great stuff I was wondering if you could do a podcast on dating as a single mom and how to incorporate that into your life with your kids. So basically how and when to bring somebody around your kids and if this differs, I'm sure it does. So how it differs based on the age of your child um, and what issues this might bring up. So I'm particularly interested in the toddler phase and I worry um, I would like to spend time with people I date around my kid, but I worry that it will activate some attachment issues that I have, I believe as a result of my upbringing. Um, I know you talk about this a lot. So um, any tips would be appreciated on that. And uh, thanks so much. Okay, so thanks so much, listener, for the nice words about my podcast and also for the great question. So obviously, it is difficult to figure a lot of things out about dating when you're divorced and and you have kids because everybody's priority is not messing up your kids and um, making sure that the kids know that they're a priority, etc., So it sounds like um, the listener had attachment issues in her upbringing, um, and I'll just speak directly to the listener, and everybody else can listen too. (laughs) Um, So listener, it sounds like you had attachment issues in your upbringing, which were probably related to something similar where you would have felt abandoned or deprioritized, which are what attachment issues are all about, and you're trying to make sure that that does not happen for your toddler. So the way that I view um, dating after divorce is kids really are much more resilient than you think. I want to kind of um, clarify the the whole idea that you should be waiting like a year to introduce people to your kids or something. I've written about this before and I could link um, you guys to it in the description, but I 
don't think anything like that is said. Things are very, very individual. So as I wrote to somebody who uh, wrote in with a question, they said something like, my ex-wife wants to introduce her new boyfriend after three months, but I think this is ridiculous. And I'm like, live and let live. You know, you have no idea how quickly your ex-wife's relationship is proceeding. In fact, many relationships after divorce, many second marriages, they're with obviously older, wiser people that frequently have very short courtships, you know, before they get married and know that they found the right person um, more quickly. And some people are just not wired like that. So this guy, when I was writing in, writing back to him, he could wait a year to introduce his kids to somebody, but let his ex-wife do what she wants. And here's the thing, like, you do not have to only introduce your kids to one partner ever or they die. You know, I mean, this is a real uh, strange way to view interpersonal relationships and modeling healthy dating. So let's say that you have a toddler and you're dating this guy and you have no idea whether it's really going to be anything, but you like him and he likes you and you're hanging out with him semi-regularly, right? I mean, why can't that guy come to the park? I feel like he can you know, why can't that guy come over for dinner? People are always like, well, what if you break up and then your child has formed an attachment with this person and now they're very upset? I mean, people stop being friends with friends too. People move, you know? I mean, people have friends that move away or that stop being their friends. I feel like there there's a world of difference. Things aren't black and white, like either this is going to be your next husband and you wait an extremely long time and then you introduce them in this like completely like super crazy conscientious way with like, uh, you know, every, every, two weeks, you increase the amount of days they see your child by one. I mean, this stuff doesn't have to be so um, uh, anxious, really. Like, so somebody can come hang out with your kid. That's a nice person. Just like if you had a coworker, right? Let's say you had a coworker that's a, another female like you, another single mom. And so your coworker starts to hang out with you sometimes because you start to talk about divorce a lot. And the coworker doesn't have any kids, so she comes to the park. Then she hangs out for dinner. And your kid likes the coworker. But then you know what? The coworker meets a guy. And the coworker doesn't really have any time for you anymore because shit happens. Do you really think your toddler is going to go into a devastated mourning period over the loss of this nice female coworker that I just made up that's your hypothetical friend? No. You know, nobody thinks like that. But then for some reason, because this is a, a boyfriend or, I mean, your toddler is a toddler, so they don't know the difference between boyfriend and friend anyway. You're not going to be sucking face with a guy that, you know, you're just casually dating in front of your toddler. I hope. Don't do that. You know, and so I don't see why this would be like so terrible. Like people come over, people are nice. I in fact think that's very good. The more people that your toddler meets, the better, you know, in general, like that's a nice thing. We meet people, we have friends. Now, what people are usually, a, a lot of the divorce research comes from when there was like a big uptick in divorce initially in the 70s and the 80s and things were very different then. It was much more likely then that, um, first of all, that the kids only really saw the mother after divorce. They saw the dad sometimes, maybe, maybe not, maybe moved away, you know, whatever. Um, and the mother ended up possibly not having child support, um, being more uh, financially um, 
in dire straits. And in this sort of situation, if there's the absence of a male role model at all, which is not this uh, listener's situation because I asked her for some clarifying questions. But if there's an absence of a male role model and then the mother is like pinning everything on like this is going to be your next daddy and then that guy leaves and then another guy is going to be your next daddy and then that guy leaves, et cetera, et cetera. Well, shit, that's bad. That is going to give your child, you know, some some bad juju about like – Dating, they are not going to feel very, very good about, um, you know, dating and how people love each other and stay together or whatever. Don't do this. Don't obviously not that you would in this in this generation. And also, you know, you are in the situation that many, uh, if not most of my listeners are in where there are two involved co-parents that are divorced. So your toddler has a dad and isn't looking for a dad surrogate because he has a dad or she has a dad. And, you know, this is not going to make or break your toddler's life when, you know, Joe Schmo comes to the park two times and then doesn't come again. Or maybe Joe Schmo ends up marrying you. We really don't know. So uh, that, that is my overall idea is kind of whoever hangs out, fine. But there do have to be some internal boundaries. So, Again, you're not sucking face with this person. You're not um, obviously leaving your toddler for extended period of time alone or any time alone because they're a toddler to be prioritizing this person. Basically, the role of this person is a fun friend that comes along and your attention is still on your toddler. This person's attention should be on your toddler. I mean, you know, they're a toddler. They take a lot of attention. So this person can hang out. If they have kids, they can bring kids. If not, not. Like there are a lot of people that don't follow like super um, rigid rules for dating and then end up introducing the kid to a few girlfriends or boyfriends over the t- over the course before they remarry, if they remarry. And the kid is fine. You know, it's much worse, quite honestly, for somebody to be long-term partnered with a second spouse that the kid can't stand, you know, than for you to be introducing, um, like, various people that you're dating at various times. Again, the key is prioritization. This should be a fun add-on. This person should be a fun add-on to the day that you were already going to have with your toddler. Now, if this person becomes a serious relationship, then we go into more of a relationship mode. Then you do have some physical affection in front of your toddler and the person comes to most events and the person is then having their own relationship that they are building in a serious way with your child as part of bedtime routine when they're around and bath time routine and whatever else or, you know, as, as things develop, they become a surrogate parent. But in terms of the initial stages of dating, this is not the role at all. This person is a fun friend. Now, you said, obviously, there's, um, you were curious about this age, but of course, there's other ages, and you, as you pointed out, other ages have different sorts of issues. So don't expect this to be as cool and fun with your tween or your teenager. They're going to be like, 
who's this? Like WTF. And so this and even elementary schoolers may be more guarded. You kind of, if, if you think about it, you're at like a real easy phase now because your kid is just having fun with whatever nice adult shows up. And as long as you have generally a social network, then your child is used to, sometimes we see certain friends, sometimes we see other friends. Mommy, though, is always prioritizing me and I always do the same fun things pretty much and some sometimes somebody's around sometimes they're not you know what we uh we, we don't have that sort of flexibility really with older kids certainly you don't have to wait until you're going to marry somebody to introduce them but they are going to be a lot more curious they understand that an opposite gender friend is probably you know not just a friend and still they they need to know that they are the priority and that this person is a fun add-on until this person becomes something more serious. But you are kind of at this age where really, yeah, anybody could come to the park. You know, of course you would have to yourself use, um, you know, your brain and your intuition to understand if somebody is really just not invested in you at all, you know, and it's such a very casual thing, for example, then don't introduce them because, like, why? They, there's a possibility that they may not really even treat your kid very well, you know. But anybody that you feel is a good person that you have a genuine connection with but you just don't know if you're headed toward anything real serious or not but they're a good person, you're friends with this person in addition to dating them. Yeah, sure. Have those people around, you know, but just watch out for um, your own attention should really, if you want these things to go well, your own attention should primarily be on your child as it would be with any other sort of adult that joined the activity. You may be talking to the adult, but your attention is primarily on your child and you're probably doing some kid activity. You're not going to go to a bar with your, uh, um, you know, guy you're dating and bring your kid like and expect your kid to be having fun as a toddler. No, we'd be going to, you know, a park or, or ice cream or what have you. So yeah, now if anybody's listening with elementary school kids or um, older, then you probably do want to wait at least until you know that this person can uh, kind of roll with a little bit of an attitude from your children. Of course, your children shouldn't be giving a massive attitude toward anybody because that is disrespectful and you're the parent, you're in charge. But they may be a little bit cautious or wary and you would want somebody who at least is invested enough in the relationship so that if your kids ask a question like, "Uh, are you dating mommy? Why do you like mommy? Are you going to keep dating mommy? That they have answers that are not, you know... Um, embarrassing, like, ah, man, shit, I don't know, mommy's cool, but, you know, there's a lot of women that are cool. I mean, you know, you don't want that kind of an answer. You want somebody who has a basic level of commitment. They may not say, yes, I'm going to marry your mother, children, but, you know, they say, yes, of course, we're together. And hopefully, because it's so easy for children to um, not really Children are very black and white. So that's why ideally, as the children are certainly uh, old enough to think about love and relationships, I don't know, eight plus, you know, 
I, I personally would wait until you feel like you love this person, not until you have a wedding ring on, um, not a wedding ring, an engagement ring on or whatever, but until you feel like you love this person or you feel at least very deeply bonded to this person and they feel the same to you. You know, that could be a nice thing. And listen, if you break up with somebody and your kid asks about them, this is a wonderful way to model that breakups don't have to be devastating and horrible and people can survive them and move forward in their lives. I mean, this is like such a great life skill to teach people. Now, there are people, children of divorce, that remember like, Mom was like laying on the couch for five days and drank like three bottles of whiskey when she had a breakup. Don't be that person, you know, like like that. The, the problem in that case when people recount such stories is not that mom introduced me to somebody. It's that mom had self-regulation problems and therefore could not withstand a breakup and mom ought to have been in therapy. Not that mom introduced me to somebody. Of course, mom knowing herself should not have introduced me to somebody in that case. But you see, the problem here is how mom handled that. Whereas, contrast that with people who say things in therapy to me and they're recounting stories and they're like, yeah, you know, my mom dated somebody before my stepdad. He was a nice guy that didn't work out though, you know, and yeah, um, I, it was a lot better when she got with my stepdad and things. I really do love my stepdad. There's people who say stuff like that all the time. And it isn't like my mom introduced me to this guy before my stepdad. And then I, I had a horrible trauma when he left our family. Things don't always have to be so dramatic and conflictual. Think you can teach your kids that there is a possibility to date after divorce and not even marry the first guy that you introduce them to because you know what? You guys ended up realizing that you would be better off as friends. This is not going to be a huge shock to your kids. Remember, you're divorced. They already know that relationships break up. So it's not going to be shocking. Now, if you are somebody who yourself knows that you get super head over heels in relationships and are like have like massive I love you, I love you relationships and then break up three weeks later, then, I mean, you know, that is not something to just let go. Like that is something that I don't care if you introduce your kids or not, your kids are going to notice your mood going up and down and up and down based on whatever man that you're with or that you're not with. So that is the key problem. So I guess to summarize, as long as you as the divorced parent have a strong sense of self and keep your child as the priority, then you can kind of date or not date um, but it's not going to mess up your kid. If, however, you are um, tossed on the winds of whatever relationship you're in and your self-esteem is low and it rides up and down based on how a relationship is going, that is something to work on because that may indeed mess up your kids, not just meeting, oh, hello, Joe Schmo, you're the guy who comes to the beach with us when we go to the beach, you know, and um, then, you know, six months later, here is, you know, uh, whoever, Fred, that came with us bowling a couple of times. You know, that does not mess them up. But what messes them up is is seeing a parent that is whose um, self-esteem and mood is completely tied to the outcome of interpersonal, of intimate relationships. So that um, could could be something to think about if you are anybody listening to this that has worried about how their children would react to relationships. Remember, if you keep a strong, sturdy sense of self, 
that's what your kids are watching, you know, and then that is the role model that they have. And it's a good role model for kind of um, mom prioritizes us, mom or dad prioritizes us. And if they're dating somebody, they still prioritize us. And if that ends, that ends, they're sad, but they move on and we're always taken care of. All right. So thank you so much for that uh, question. Hopefully this shed a little bit of light or a different perspective on it for you and for anybody in the same situation. And again, please rate and subscribe to my podcast and have a great night, everybody.